The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the differences between UGC and influencers. Joining us is Daniil Salikov, who is the CEO and co-founder of Incense, which is a creator commerce marketplace that helps source UGC creators and scale influencer campaign. With over 20,000 vetted creators across the United States, Canada, and the UK, Incense is helping brands not only create better ads, but also work with influencers. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, Incense is also a sponsor of the MarTech podcast. Today, Daniil and I are going to discuss the difference between UGC creators and micro-influencers. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Daniil Salikov, the CEO and co-founder of Incense. Daniil, welcome to the MarTech podcast. Thanks so much, Ben, for inviting me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. I'm excited to talk about something that I feel like all marketers have grasped that they need to start doing, but they're not really sure how to do, which is get their head around creating more content using user-generated content, influencers, actors, having more people creating more content on your brand's behalf instead of you having to do it all on your own. And this is exactly where your company plays. So let's talk a little bit about Incense, the company that you helped co-found and you're the CEO of. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what Incense does. How'd you start the company? Just give me the lay of the land. Incense is a creator commerce marketplace where we help e-commerce brands specifically to connect with UGC creators and micro-influencers. So like we learn these two sides of the world. And how we started this company? So it's an interesting story because of my brother, to be honest. He's a co-founder of Incense and he ran a couple of e-commerce shops He successfully exited both of them and he launched his own e-commerce boutique agency where he helped like other e-commerce entrepreneurs to get content at scale. And once it was like a couple of brands, a couple of friends who used his service, it was like totally scalable. He worked with 10 creators to produce the content and he managed like everything through the Google spreadsheets as well as messengers. But then like it started scaling and he got 10 brands and 100 creators to manage. And then it became like the whole mess. That's how he decided, okay, we need to automate this process. He was trying to find like any solutions out there. He couldn't. 
And that's how he decided to build this company. He invited me on the board to help him with the business development. And that's how we started building Incense back in the days. And then you had a hostile takeover and now you're the CEO. Did you <laughs> kick him to the curb or is your brother still involved in the company? He is involved. He's a COO. So he's like back in like with the operations. He's really great into that. He's basically the mastermind behind the things. And I'm more like a talking person. The face of the organization, and in today's case, the voice of the organization. So you mentioned the phrase content at scale, something that's incredibly important to e-commerce businesses, but also we're seeing content and scaling your content effort being more focused on B2B as well. Talk to me a little bit about a couple of the ways where you can get to content at scale. What are some brands doing to be able to increase the volume of content they can produce? There are like a few ways how to get the content and like why the content is so important right now. Because of all of the changes in the landscape of new platforms such as TikTok or new formats such as like stories or reels and the way how we're consuming the content. Content right now is becoming like shorter and shorter, almost like pop culture of how we consuming this content. That's, that's the reality that we're living in. And right now, all of these brands, they should adapt. There is an old way how to produce this content. And basically it's with the creative agency or production studios, either like in-house or sound like outside of your organization. And back in the days, it was the best solution because with the TV commercial, you need to have really great professionals. You need to hire these actors and to film that. But it doesn't work for social media, especially social media in these days. Like there's TikTok. You need to produce hundreds of creatives every month to be able to run the ads. Like if you're running the ads with eight, nine figures of budgets, because all of these creatives, they are dying within like three, seven days. So that's why like there is an old way and still works for the bigger brands, like production studios. You go there, they're going to be hiring actors. They're going to be like shooting these videos. But sometimes it's less authentic. So it's less trustworthy because these people, they never engage with the products. They don't understand that. They have been hired to be in the camera and that's done. So that's why like there is also like a new way, especially for social media, where you can collaborate with the independent creators, people who are willing to create this content for a much smaller compensation and do it in more authentic way because they trust this product, they understand this product and they can share their opinion around that. So we have seen these two major streams, like how to produce the content these days, like the old way and the new one. You mentioned a couple different shifts in the landscape. One, we're moving away from what's called terrestrial television, TV commercials, highly produced, fewer, but more edited, formatted, higher fidelity pieces of content. Those are seen as inauthentic. And part one of the reasons why that is happening is most of the people are consuming content in social media platforms as opposed to regular old television. And you're just used to seeing people make their own content because of the nature of social media. Now, you mentioned user-generated content. That's been the trend since the rise of Facebook. We've been doing this for a decade or so. And obviously, we're seeing more and more social networks pop up now. There's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest, Snapchat, Reddit, so with the rise of all this sort of different opportunities and different social media channels, how do you figure out who should be creating your content? Are you thinking about creators? Are you thinking about influencers? Who are those two groups? And how do you figure out which one to pick? 
we've been observed like influencer marketing as the space have been arising like from the early days of social media, including YouTube and Facebook. And many people approach influencer marketing only from the perspective of publishing something like with the influencers organically. Though it's interesting, but not all of influencers are great UGC creators and vice versa. Not every UGC creator has to build like any following in social media. So that's why we like saying that it's a creator generated content, meaning that imagine like if the micro influencer will experience your product, so they actually like going to be utilized that and they have the experience with that uh, to share with the audience. But the primarily goal is not going to be like to post something organically, but to produce the content. So that is the biggest difference. So like not every creator is an influencer and not every influencer is a creator. And that's the biggest difference between UGC creators and micro-influencers these days, especially. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. What I'm hearing from you is the difference between a UGC creator and an influencer is a UGC creator is somebody who creates great content, but doesn't have a following, doesn't have a distribution mechanism behind it. And an influencer is someone who may or may not be great with creating content, but they've got a relatively scaled following. So how do you figure out what the value is between the two of them and who should you be relying on to create and distribute your content? UGC creators, they can have some following, but typically it's not massive. Influencers can create great content, but not for the ads. They don't have understanding of the hooks of the call to actions. So they are just creating the content that is going to be like uh, really resonates with their audience, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be resonates with the ads. How to pick up them? It depends on the, your campaign goal. So if your campaign goal is I would like to get the content and ask an influencer to post this organically because I have seen that it's going to be really great for my brand awareness or even it's going to drive some traffic to my website. You should definitely stick with the micro-influencers. If you need just content for your ads, so probably it's better to work with the more professional UGC creator 
who has probably like a thousand followers. So it doesn't make sense to work with micro-influencers, but they're able to produce really great content for affordable price. Because micro-influencers, typically they charge additional money because of the following, because of their distribution channels. And usually creators, they are charging only for the content production. All right. So basically the decision here is you want somebody to create great content. You're probably better off working with a creator. You're going to get the right tone, look, feel, just generally better creative. But then you have to figure out your distribution vehicle. So how are you taking UGC creator content, making up for the fact that the person who created the content doesn't have a following that is going to be valuable to your brand? So the most typical use case is that you're just taking this content. You can do like the last editing tweaks in terms of like adding like call to actions or some graphics on this video. And then you're running this creative in your ads, either like Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. So you're basically uploading this content to your Facebook ads manager and set up the audience prompts and so on. Though, like if you are working with the micro influencers, you can definitely ask them to post that organically without any changes and any editing. That's interesting. So basically, when you're working with a creator, the output is the individual piece of creative. You then can take that creative and you can either do performance marketing, you're going to put it into the channel and it's going to come off as an ad from your brand, or you're going to take the creative and you're going to also work with influencers and say, I'd like for you to share this piece of creative with your feed. Now, help me understand the costs associated with producing your typical piece of UGC creator content. What does that cost on a per piece of content basis? I can name the typical price for this type of collaborations right now. It's somewhere around like $100, $120 per one video and a couple of static images. So that's the most typical collaborations that you can do on our platform. But there are like so many different things that could be increased the price. So like type of the collaborations, like UGC only or like including organic posting or uh, if you're doing like whitelisted ads, meaning that running that with the created identity and then like complexity of the brief. So like how many deliverables do you know? Do you need like professional equipment? Maybe it's specific location. So you're going to Empire State Building and film this content or you're going on hiking. There is some cost associated with that. Or maybe I need to hire additional people and not be like the only one in front of the camera. A few other like items, like do I need to get just a raw footage or edited video? Because that's might be like also associated cost with that. And the last thing is more about the certain niche in the demographics. So for instance, mature creators or male creators, they can be like definitely increase the price because finding Canadian women age 50 plus ready to work for beauty brands, especially beauty CBD brands, it's super niche. So that's why they know they cost and they might increase these prices. Okay. So generally you're looking at a base of about $100 per piece of content, but obviously depending on the specificity of the content you're creating, those prices can escalate. On the flip side, when you're working with influencers and they're creating the content and they have a following, how do you think about the price and the distribution that you're getting with an influencer strategy? I think uh, all of the items that I mentioned before, like type of collaborations, complexity of the brief, type of footage, desired creator profile, they're applicable for the collaborations with the influencers and for the influencer organic posting. Though one more is uh, to add, it's audience quality and engagement. 
So if you require to do like a posting campaigns, it's definitely like number of followers or engagement rates or number of views. It's really depends on the platform. So for instance, like for Instagram, number of followers and engagement rate is super important. Though like for TikTok, it's less important. It's more about average number of the views of the content because the algo is working on different platforms. All right. So you're looking not only at paying for the production cost, but obviously you have to pay for the media, the distribution as well. So I guess the last question I have for you today is how do we figure out which is the right strategy for our brand? Should we be focused on user generated content? Should we be focused on influencers? How do you figure out the right mix for your brand? Well, there is no secret formula. There is no silver bullet. Each, every brand, they should figure out what does work for them. Our recommendation is going to be like consider both because if you're heavily relying on the media buying like paid social on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or Pinterest or Snap, you still need to have a ton of UGC content that is going to be produced every single month. The reason why is simple is iOS 14, right? Like iOS 14 changed like everything for the targeting. And right now, the only way how to find the right audience and how to approach that is basically A-B testing with the different creatives. Though, can you get like a lot of UGC creatives while you are working with the influencers and influencer will post something organically? Yes, for sure. So that's why the mix of these two strategies are the best one that we have been observed from our customers. But again, no silver bullet and really depends on your budget. So working with the influencers is definitely more costly than working with just UGC creatives. At the end of the day, you're talking about pieces of content that aren't too terribly expensive. And the good news is you can test and you can iterate. You could start with small batches of content, figure out what's working, and you could scale. That's the whole idea behind user-generated content. It's the whole idea behind influencers, or at least micro-influencers, is you can start a campaign, test, and validate what's working for you, and then scale as you're starting to see success. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Daniil Salikov, the CEO and co-founder of Incense. Join us again tomorrow when Daniil and I continue our conversation talking about whether you should hire actors or creators. If you can't wait till our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Daniil, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Daniil Salikov. That's D-A-N-I-L-S-A-L-U-K-O-V. Or you could visit his company's website, which is incense.pro, I-N-S-E-N-S-E dot pro. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You could also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.